0: Making those final arrangements after the death of a loved one is never easy, hampered even more by the trauma and cloud of grief. Randy with Stokes, Proc & Munt and the Cremation Society tells us funeral directors are experienced and their goal is to facilitate your healing. Because when there's a
1: death, it's traumatic to most people. So we're dealing with their acute grief. One of our roles is to comfort them and, you know, and give them order where there's disorder because they don't know what to do. They're in shock, they're numb, and they need somebody to lead them down the right path. And for the most part, that's what funeral directors do or try to do. Sometimes people know what they want, but they don't always know what they need. And that's us to give them options.
0: Randy and the folks at Stokes, Proc and Munt, along with the Cremation Society, are available to answer any of your questions, including pre-planning your arrangements. Check them out online and on social media. I feel like I have enough room over here. Yeah, so we can just... Well, I do sound good today. Yeah, I was going to say... As opposed sounds... to what? You always sound good. Oh, I felt like it was sounding a little weird.
2: I kind of sound... I feel like I sound weird. Do I sound weird?
0: Not more than normal.
2: <laughs> Maybe it's just because of the headphones
0: Do you want to introduce yourself? <laughs> so,
2: I'm Anna I am the marking intern here at Royal
0: And Anna, how old are you?
2: I'm 21
0: 21? hmm I'm Steve I'm also 21 And, uh, no You know, I asked you What is the donut that represents this episode today? What donut were you thinking?
2: I'm just gonna say my favorite donut Which is the chocolate covered donut
1: Okay With Wha- no filling So, plain, like Yeah Okay James, do you have a favorite donut? There's some donuts that I don't really care for, but I'm kind of all over the board. I can get down with whatever I think. I thought you
0: were going to say that your favorite donut is a pink donut with sprinkles because you're repping the the outfit today. I
1: forgot about that. Yeah. No, I didn't forget about it. It's actually nice and warm. It's cozy. It's good for a cold weather day. Like looking at... Some of Royal's services and products that we offer to our members, looking at it through the perspective of a young adult person, a person who's in their 20s and maybe is going to college or going to tech school and thinking about how our products can help someone at that stage of life, really. Do you remember what your first checking account was and what the
0: experience like was around that?
2: I'm pretty sure it was with my dad. My dad opened it for me and that was just for like my paychecks and stuff. But did I really know what it was and whatever, like taking money out of it? No. Then I grew up and learned more about it and opened my own accounts without my dad.
0: Do you remember were you excited to get that checking account? Did it was it was it a checkbook? Was it a debit card?
2: Honestly, no, because I just feel like I I did sort of know how they worked and like it's something that you have to be in control of and maintain. And I knew that I wasn't really gonna be doing that. So it kinda just was worried in the back of my mind, like oh, Like, what's going on with my money? <laughs> sure, you know. So, that's why in the beginning it was more like I don't know, kind of a little bit worrisome to have an account that I don't really manage myself
0: because your parents were managing. Yeah. Oh, okay,
2: it's not that I don't trust them, it's just like I don't know what's gonna right going on really. And then,
0: how about the transition between. You taking over more of that responsibility. What was that? What was that like?
2: Well, I enjoyed that way more because I was a teller. So when I worked for the bank that I worked for, then I opened my own accounts and I could easily look at them whenever and all that. But it's cer- I certainly still was like, okay, I don't want to overdraft with my debit card because it takes out instantly so i would always worry about overdrafting or if there's any fees that i don't know about because there's a lot of fees i remember asking like for sure when i'm opening them like okay what fees like just tell me straight up like what fees <laughs> are there that come out like every month that you know i'm just not sure about and she's like oh well the statement fee like you get charged five dollars every month just to get a paper statement i'm like, okay how do i avoid that and then she's <laughs> yeah. like okay i just like do online banking but it was like almost like i had to really make sure to ask about it in a way you know because otherwise yeah it's in print and you can read through all the 50 pages they give you when you open an account but who's actually going to do that not me so (laughs) just make make sure to ask
0: (laughs) does royal charge do we fee for paper statements
1: no, no, there's
0: no monthly fee for paper or electronic statements. Not to put you on the spot to speak for all 21 year olds, mm-hmm. but do you feel like. Uh, no pressure. <laughs> do you feel like your friends care about fees? Do they think about fees? Do they think about their checking accounts at all?
2: Well, I know that I've had friends that. There was a situation where my friend was like, he got in a set fee. And
0: what is the NSF NSFE? NSF Yeah.
2: Non-sufficient funds. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> and I remember, well, I remember when I got one and I was not happy because it was, first of all, like an accident in a way. The transfers, they kind of lagged, I guess. So then it made it look like I didn't have enough, but they still charged me for it. And I was like, oh, oh no, that's, that's not me. I don't get, I don't get NSF So I made sure to really get on that versus like my friend, he was like, oh, eh, I'll just pay it. I'm like, you're really just gonna pay like thirty some dollars because of this one like small mistake you could have avoided? Like, are you serious right now? R- right. They didn't seem to really care. And that to me was really surprising because it's like it that's that's like a meal out in... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like going out somewhere and you just don't really care about right, it, it. Right, just throw it away. Yeah, no.
0: Did you look at different checking accounts when you were opening?
2: Well, no, honestly, I think If I think back to it, but I do remember thinking that I had to get an account with like a big national financial, like those really well-known ones, because I thought they would have like the best like services or products because, well, they're the most well-known. They must have the best, you know, accounts or whatever. When really that's not the case. Like there's really good financials that are near you or are also like around a lot and well-known that you can go to that don't charge you crazy amount of stuff or that are more like community or like they actually care about you that's what that's what I would tell myself probably just look more around in the area and what I'm looking for exactly and just not because I'm very much like also still I might not go to the office a lot but I still think it's nice to know that I could potentially still go to the office sure in case anything happened that's a big part and just make sure know what you're looking for and if like you're a young adult like me you're gonna look for something that doesn't have any fees really or
0: i mean nobody really wants fees yeah i don't (laughs) want fees (laughs) i actually go looking for yeah yeah (laughs) let's talk about how you keep track of your your accounts your statements how much like have over the years have you learned better techniques of how to not get nsf fees
2: yeah the way i budget All my accounts and all my money really is just, I know what I should expect and what balance I should have by the time I balance my accounts, really. So, like, I calculate everything. I have, like, spreadsheets and stuff that easily calculate where I should be. And that's how I can tell. Because then I, like, go ahead and calculate what's what's coming out for the month, like, as far as bills. And I always make sure to have, like, a dollar extra or a cent extra in there so I don't overdraft. And that's really how that goes. So I I'm very on top of my accounts and know that there's no way I should be getting any sort of fees for anything.
1: Do you want to tell us about the virtual envelope system, or do you want to? Oh, the me? virtual envelope like, system. <laughs> so how many, when you say accounts, like how many accounts do you have? Do you have a separate account for each type of expense?
2: The thing is that I was very like not sure of opening so many accounts. I don't know why. In the back of my head, I was like, oh, you're not allowed to have so many accounts. You know. Sure. And then I heard someone here when I first started someone here has that system too. But and they and they have like a bunch of accounts. So I was like, oh, okay, so I can easily and I opened them all like through my app, which was really easy also. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve.
1: Oh <laughs> so but do you have them broken out into like categories like mm-hmm. this is my yeah tuition or this so one. so is... i have
2: a trip fund i have my pet fund for my dog at home that i'd still send money for <laughs> <laughs> i have one for like college fund my car maintenance i have a shopping
1: so that is like that's how you're dividing up your income and expenses every month then yeah that, for those, every like two your, weeks but yeah so how do you, do you manually transfer funds into each of the accounts like mm-hmm. as you get paid or do you have it set up automatically or anything?
2: No, I like to do them um, manually just because that's when I'm like balancing myself. Sure, that's and part doing of your all of process. Yeah, because I, I don't, I actually don't really have anything automated a lot for like even other bills. I just like don't. Like bill pay stuff? Yeah, okay. like I pay them, I go ahead and pay them myself once I know for sure everything looks good. So
0: We got into that in the last podcast. Both two financial people here do
1: not like auto-pay. I love auto-pay. Where, where do you stand on that? I ran into a situation where companies are starting to charge for not using auto-pay. Mm. Oh, really? Our garbage takeout service started saying, if you're not going to pay us with auto-pay, it's going to cost you like $8 a month or something, right? Something ridiculous. Wow. So I've been, like, I use it as much as I can, really. Do we all have to be worried about auto pay and getting
0: more NSFs? Because I mean some people are just I'm sure companies like it because they are they're gonna get paid, but people don't do it because of that reason of like I didn't have the I didn't transfer the money that I wanted to have there. Do you think we all
1: have to worry about that? I think on the company on the processing side, it's just you it can happen automatically versus having a person open an envelope with a paper check in it. And then, you know, type that information into a system like that takes time and resources versus an electronic auto pay transaction can happen like at the snap of a finger or whatever. So,
0: But I'm like, t- I'm talking like even t- uh, for some of my bills, I will put in my account information every month instead of hitting auto pay because I don't want to run into the situation where I don't have money in that account that month
1: so that I o- I'm always... It's like a like a control, like a checks and balances yes. type thing for you. I see. Interesting.
0: All those accounts are all just like basically savings accounts?
2: I think, yeah, for the most part, they're they're mainly savings accounts. But like my shopping one is a checking account. The ones that you like often take money out of are checking accounts. Just because the savings ones, when you put, obviously, saving more money and you keep it there longer, you gain, obviously, you have in, more interest in those accounts. So then... It's more convenient to just have those as savings rather than checking because checkings, they have obviously lower, lower interest on them.
0: So I'm just trying to uh, like get this system down. So, like, you, your check comes in, you separate it into different accounts. But then, like, I'm going to take a trip. So, I'm going to take that, all that money from that trip account and put it back into my checking account.
2: Mm-mm, no. So, <laughs> so basically, um, it's every two weeks, obviously, I get paid, right? So everything, all my bills, everything is split by two weeks. I am always a month ahead with my bills, no matter what, because of how they started the system. I'm going to try to go slowly so I don't mix people up. Thank you. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm going to talk about this system, uh, mainly with people that have get paid biweekly. weekly I feel like that's the most basic form of... Payment that people get, but it's really simple to, t- to change it to the weekly payment. But we're gonna do bi weekly for now. So, basically, to start off, just look at all of your bills like actual bills, which it could be like, for example, mine is rent, groceries, um, Wi Fi, and like you know, like Excel or energy. Yeah, energy. And then I have my personal bills like my car insurance, my phone bill, gas that I actually save up for, and my phone, whatever. So you look at all those bills and just add them all up and you want to have or try to have that just set to the side. Like you're going to start off having your next month's worth of bills saved up already. So you could already pay off for next month. Mm -hmm. And then that's where you're going to start your system with the first paycheck that you get. And you're going to split all that total in two. You're going to split the total amount of your monthly expense that you have for all those bills. You're going to split it in two. And then it'd be more easier if you, you use a spreadsheet or even just put it down on paper. My rent split in two, for example, would be if I had a, a bill of like 400 a month for my rent. It'd be 200 then one week and then 200 the next week. Sure. So that's pretty much how you're splitting up your bills then. Yep. And that's for everything. So then every paycheck then, you're always going to be taking like half of your bills. By the second paycheck, you already then have your next month's bills set to go because, you know, that's how you're, you know, you're always going to be a month ahead. Right. Then that's the same for your sinking funds. So your sinking funds are things that you just personally want to save up for. So it could be for like a trip or um, let's say you have like Christmas, for example, is one that let's say you set a goal for, you want to have 500 by Christmas time. And... So, like if you started at the beginning of the year, whatever month you start in, count how many months it is until Christmas or by the time you want to have enough money for Christmas. And let's say you have four months until Christmas and you want to save up like 500, right? So you divide then the 500 by the four, which is like what? <laughs> <laughs> like 125. So 500 divided by the four months, which is then 125 per month that so you'd have to save up for. So then you divide that by two because you're going to be taking out each pay period. So you'd have to be taking out $62.5 per month or per pay period until that specific goal you have. So that's how you do those type of sinking funds that have like a set date. You have to have an amount saved up for. But like the ones that you're just saving up for, like a trip for um, like clothes. I used to save up for clothes. I would just put like 25 or 10 a month. Okay. or every pay period yeah sure. and then it just keeps building up building up building up because you're just doing it like manually and then next thing you know you have like a hundred dollars to spend on clothes or going out or like some girls get their nails on every every two weeks too or you know every month they spend this much on their nails they can easily do to calculate how much it'd be
0: do you find that your friends all have some sort of budgeting ability or like do you talk to people about like your friends about budgeting and they're like oh, i just wing it
2: mm. well from what i see and what i hear a lot of people tend to just wing it but that must them that, that might not be the case you know who knows they might have a system but they just they just have it differently but like i'm i, I do have a hard time thinking of like how else do people budget if it's not like how, how, how can you budget well if it's not set up like this? Like I sometimes do have a hard time wrapping my head around that because right. it's like because then you're looking at what other option you're looking at taking out all your bills on one paycheck and then saving up with the next paycheck, you know, or like taking out some from the first paycheck and then taking out the rest from the like just really unbalanced because... The thing that I like about the system is that everything's even no matter what you're taking out half and half, which makes it easier at the end because then you don't have to take more from one check than the other or use one whole check for one thing, you know, because then I feel like that's where it comes down to people being like, oh, I don't have enough for rent because I spent my first paycheck on all this stuff. And then my second paycheck, I turned it turned out didn't work as much. So now I don't have as much money to pay for my rent. But if you would have, like, saved, like, half the first and half the second or a fourth every week, Mm -hmm. then you would have been good to go.
0: Would you say that is the biggest advantage you've seen to budgeting in general? It's like you're just way more prepared than a lot of your friends.
2: Well, I mean, yeah, like, I'm always willing to, like, go on trips and stuff now because I actually have, like, money saved up for it. And I'm always like, oh, let's go do this. And then, like, oh, well, I kind of can't. I need to save up for rent or whatever and i'm like
1: oh. <laughs> you're like let me tell you about this system <laughs> right <laughs>
2: like yeah i mean and i don't and the thing is too that like obviously we're still really young and still learning and you can tell someone about something but it just may not be because it is i'm not gonna lie it is time you do have to sit down and look at everything and calculate stuff and when you do it regularly it's still like pretty convenient it's just if the minor things change like, oh, well, this change on, on here. Or I don't have to save up for this anymore. Then you just change that. Mm. Sure.
0: This is interesting because it's a little bit of everybody does need to find their own way of how they want to do it. And you. Yeah, that's you, what uh, just So you specifically have a certain <laughs> way that yeah. makes sense to you and not everybody's going to follow not everybody's <laughs> going to follow that but some people might be able to pick up some tricks and then the other question i was going to ask is how did you get that system where did you learn it from was it trial and error
2: i have been thinking of like i knew that i've always wanted to be able to manage my finances like well and not have to worry ever especially when it was coming to moving out and going to college i knew that i needed to find some sort of system I'm like there has to be a way And I've heard a lot of like, oh, you do like percentages, like percentage of this much percent you put in this account, whatever. But it just never made sense to me like to do that. And then I found this girl on YouTube that does her envelope system. Yeah. And I learned from her. And when I saw her do it, I'm like, this makes so much sense. Like to me, it made a lot of sense. And I was like, oh, like this is perfect. Like why aren't more people doing this? Or why was I not taught this at school? You know, and I'm here learning
0: it on YouTube. I hope I hope you're that person for somebody listening right, right? now. It's like <laughs> like the light bulb has gone off.
2: Then that's how I started doing it and I did it with actual envelopes and cash and stuff. I try to make it as convenient as possible because I know it sounds like a bit of a hassle. So
0: <laughs> James, is it that easy to open those type of like like Anna did open those accounts online? How do
1: how do members do that? Yeah, there's an option to open more accounts as an existing member. Within the mobile app and within online banking, so that's available. Otherwise, you can always stop into an office, a Royal Credit Union office, someone can help you with that that way too.
0: I have thought about doing that for auto, like start saving up for a new vehicle. I feel like I've always been talking about <laughs> saving another up for new vehicle. Yeah. yeah, I mean, See, I, on, I'm just kidding. They just keep coming through. <laughs> but well, I mean,
2: what you could do for that too is that people can just start with one thing. Literally, just start with. Let's say you wanna save up for like you said, a car, right? So what by what by what time do you wanna have a car? By like roughly?
0: <sighs> three years. Three years? Yeah.
2: Okay. So how much would you be willing to spend in three years for that?
0: She's putting me on the yeah. Yeah. I'm asking the tough questions. <laughs> I, I think we're probably gonna be looking around thirty five thousand.
2: Thirty five? Yeah. Okay. So like you would get a loan for like thirty five.
0: Well, hopefully, I'd, oh, yeah, I get what you're saying. Maybe half of that.
2: Half of that? Yeah. Okay. So you'd have having to get a down payment of like half of that would be what? 35 divided by two was that? 17. And 17. And a half. So you won 17.5K in cash by that, mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. three years, mm-hmm. right? Mm hmm. Okay. So that's.
1: Divided by 36.
2: Is it 36 months? Yep. 36, 17.5. <laughs> divide by 36. Oh,
1: we got to get a spreadsheet going here. This is
0: I like that oh, I'm making indeed. Anna do all my <laughs> hard work. <laughs> Maybe she should just run my finances. 17. <laughs>
2: 17. You're looking at like $486 a month that you'd have to save up. And then if you get paid by weekly, you're looking at $243 every paycheck.
0: That's some real numbers right there. Well, yeah, no, that's a good. That's exactly right. <laughs> I mean, that's how easy it is to figure yeah. it out. I guess, right? Yeah, like,
1: literally,
2: because then if if you open like a separate savings account, you can label it car, car savings, and then so every paycheck you make sure to deposit two hundred and forty three dollars, or you can just round it up to two hundred and forty five and have a little extra every paycheck. And by the time in three years, you'll have seventeen point five or more in there if you stay consistent. But yeah.
1: Did you did you successfully convert anyone? Did you get anyone to be like, "I'm yeah, doing this too"? Like,
2: I did. It's simple. Like, I have, I have done it. They've obviously changed it to their own, what they prefer to do. Sure. And everybody will end up doing that at some point. You know, like I like to do my thing a specific way, and I change little things in there. Like I don't do what that girl showed me in the YouTube video exactly anymore. Right. I change it to my own way, and mm-hmm. and that that's what something people will always do because it's their finances. Right. So.
1: Is it easier having switched from cash and envelopes to electronic accounts? Like, yeah. is it faster or simpler or better? Yeah.
2: It's definitely easier because when I did the cash, obviously, I had to round up more. And I like I don't mind being exact with, like, cents and whatever. So I'd be like, oh, okay, well, I have to round up here. And I don't have to write all those, depo- all those withdrawal slips anymore. Sure. And I don't have to be going to the office as much. So, yeah. That's it's definitely more convenient because I can easily just transfer every, but you know some accounts they don't let you transfer a certain amount of times. So did you know that?
1: Yes, A savings. Like, ac- so that was to me was surprising. Savings accounts used to have a reg D limit that was suspended during the pandemic, oh. so you could only make six unsigned transactions, like transferring funds yeah. out of them. I believe, if like electronic transfer out of that account, will count as an unsigned transaction. So. But I believe it's still suspended, right?
2: I mean, yeah, I haven't had I transfer a lot, <laughs> okay. so I haven't had any issues.
1: <laughs> but if that ever comes back, you'd be like, okay, I'd be like trouble. I need to change it to a checking account instead of a savings account. Yeah, or, you know, so but you could make it work. Well, actually,
2: way. a lot of my transfers are to my savings.
1: Sure. So, so, so you're, maybe that you're, wouldn't be that
2: big of an issue.
1: Like you're thinking of it as saving savings and not like a transactional account where you're putting stuff in and taking it out every month. You're just saying, yeah, this I is just, a longer term goal yeah. type thing. Uh, that makes sense
2: people always say like oh if you manage your money well or if you know how to manage your money well like you're really like more in control of your life which is true I feel like for a, for a lot of it and it makes more sense to me now when people say that because I'm like what do you mean Like, and now I'm, now I'm more in control of my life because I can actually like take care of my money but no it's true because it is it is a thing where money does control a lot of what goes on in your life so if you can manage it then you can manage a lot of what you do
0: wise words from, from <laughs> and that's the promo yeah <laughs> nailed it
2: and whatever you have extra you put into your savings account and then i think the
0: extra part is the interesting part because the, i don't know if everybody has extra
2: and that's something that you can see with the system too like for example when i was moving out um that was was so easy for me because i like copied and pasted my spreadsheet and i created it as if like I was already moved out and I put in rent and I put in Mm -hmm. all these little things that like I looked up Oh, how much would it be if you know whatever and I put those numbers in right into it and I realized that I was like okay what I can afford is this much of rent this much in groceries and all that and then that's when I went to go look out in apartments that's what I looked at for like monthly like how much they were it's like oh yeah I can afford this or no I can't afford this or like if when I wanted my new phone (laughs) I was like I can can I afford to have a monthly payment of this much you know and i put it in my spreadsheet and i put in like how much i generally get paid or for the most part how much i usually make and i put and i put it in there and i could see that yeah i can afford it or i can't afford it that's what really convenient because you can like look into the future and see if you can afford it or not
1: Who's your who's your favorite money Donuts? Get, uh money donuts host? I would suggest Cooper. She's not with us today.
2: <laughs> yeah, Cooper is great. I love her.
0: <laughs> it's funny. We have a mic set up for Cooper right there and just it's empty. Not
2: here.
0: I think Anna scares her with, with all the envelope
2: talk. <laughs> I was gonna <just> say, what? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, thanks for joining us and thanks for listening. If you like this episode or any money donuts episode, feel free to share it with your friends, your family, your neighbor. We definitely want neighbors to listen to this. And uh, we'll see you next time. Or you'll hear us next time.